Hi, this is Michelle with Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up. And today I have an interview um, with an addicted, uh, with a mom who is a parent to an addicted loved one. And she's not only a parent, she is doctor. And her specialty is in addiction um, and recovery. So she she knows quite a bit about it. Um, so Lynn Payne, um, she has a really funny story to tell, what we call her Dr. Payne. And um, her maiden name was Major. So now she's Dr. Major Payne, and I think that's just so fun. But well, welcome to the show, if you will. Oh, thank you. So thank awesome. you. It's good to be here. <laughs> and Lynn has... Lynn has a little seven-month-old in the back, or nine-month-old in the background. I think you said nine months, yeah? Nine months today. (laughs) She's in the process of adopting um, Nathaniel. Hopefully, she's got a March court date. So, so Lynn, what what would you like to talk to mom today? How can you give them hope, or um, what what would you like to... Um, kind of focus our our little interview on today? Well, you know, first and foremost, um, God is the one in control. And I think what I had a hard time wrapping my mind around was why? Why <laughs> would you allow this to happen to my oh, child? Yeah. Why? But, you know, he's sovereign, and he uses this. And every one of us moms, we are all on a journey together. We are not alone. And I know as I was reading your, your wonderful group page, I, I've literally sat there and cried. Because I'm hearing the pain with these mothers. And I feel that even now. You know, you can be a counselor, but like I said to you before, first and foremost, I'm a mother. This is my baby boy. I am watching him die in front of my face. And there's nothing I can do. So detachment, okay, How do we survive this? How do we stop enabling? We have to detach from them and the craziness of this addiction. We have to detach from wanting to rescue them because there's nothing we can do. What what as a mother can we do? I've got a nine-month-old baby that I have had since he was six hours old. Wow. Six hours. Wow. And we are raising him. And the first thing we said, now, my husband just turned 65. I'm turning 63. Okay? We have a ministry, and we've had to back away from some parts of it in order to take and raise this child. So that's one thing I can do. I can raise this child who was born addicted. 
that means we, right, right. So that's what we do. And I have detached from my son. That doesn't mean I don't love him because I do. But it means I know that if I take this baby for visit, I don't even want to see him. I, I don't want to see my son or his girlfriend. Yeah, I don't so want to it, put myself. It just oh. really gets emotional when you see them because it's like you said, you know, what we see is their emaciated body. We see them as very sick. And right. part of the disease is, is that they are in such denial that they don't realize how they look to other people. They think they look just normal as that, right. but um, we see that differently. Um, right. And so, when you say when you say to detach, what are do you have any tips on how? Well, you know, your on the surface, right? And on the surface, detachment does appear to be unloving. <clears throat> right. But, excuse me, it's more unloving to deny the drug addict the opportunity to grow by experiencing the consequences of his or her own behavior. Exactly. Now, for all of you moms out there who have taken your grandchildren, they are wards of whatever state you live in. I had a rude awakening, and I have to tell you, I have been a pain in their butt. <laughs> there have been, oh, but they're trying to get me to be an advocate for the children now because I refuse to accept that the judicial system, there are no consequences for the addict's action. Right. But yet, yeah, you're right. it's... There are none. Uh, the first Good thing point. my husband and I said, why weren't they arrested? Oh, well, we can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? So, yeah. I mean, our, yeah. our, our, kids, our kids were, uh, C, CPS were called several times on the mm-hmm. neglect, but yet, um, of course, I didn't find that out until we had obtained guardianship because of privacy. And right. I don't, looking back, it's like, well, what did they do with all the calls that people were, were do, you know, where was, mm-hmm. where were their consequences? Where were the, because children are a gift, a blessing, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, <laughs> you're preaching right. to the fire here. So. Uh, right. And I, I think there's a lot of mothers out there nodding furiously because they're caught up in the system. Now, I also have a legal background. <laughs> I know okay, enough to be dangerous. Point. I know yeah. enough to be dangerous, believe me. So, Good. yeah, well, they found out quickly they weren't dealing with the usual grandparent. Um, and they found out and I was so going to be very vocal. Okay, so being vocal is what led to you getting... Um, Getting Nathaniel at six weeks. Well, probably once he was born addicted, they knew that 
the child couldn't go back to his parents, correct? Now, in the hospital he was born in, in the county, yes, the county that we live in, they let the addicted babies go home with the addicted parents. The state of Indiana wants reunification. Well, they're very quickly learning, and and the county that that he was born in and his parents live in, which is next door to us, um, they are under fire right now, and they are really under a microscope because they are rating second in the state for child abuse deaths of these children. So, you know, they're finding that this isn't working. The system is broken. Everybody will admit that. The system is broken. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah, and but I want to get back to detachment. When I'm saying that right. we all have to face responsibility for our lives. Right. As a parent. We went wrong somewhere. Our generation, my generation, I took a wrong turn. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, I didn't want to raise my kids the way I was raised. Too strict, too this, too that, okay? You know, you grew up in the hippie era, free love. (laughs) And, yeah, well, somewhere along the way, we all took a wrong turn. And then... There are broken homes. The mothers had to go out. We had to work, raise our children, often on our own. They became latchkey kids. They had no supervision. Then they took prayer out of school, and then you got, the teachers couldn't, you know, and on and on and on. Well, now they're adults, and there's no consequences. When I threw my son out, it was the hardest. It almost killed me. Sure. It almost killed me. And when I had to have him leave, and what you don't know that was even harder, he almost died. He'd been in prison. We were making his funeral plans because he had a rare T-cell lymphoma fully engulfed. Oh, he literally wow. was down to the last two weeks of his life. Wow. Got him in nine months of chemotherapy. My husband supported him. He lived under our roof. I took care of him. I took him to all of his appointments. The day after his chemo was done, it, it was literally a miracle. You couldn't tell there'd been a tumor anywhere. Wow. He was fully engulfed with tumors. Um, oh I found out that he, well, I knew because of his behavior, he was shooting meth. We oh. had got home from the doctor, and he said, well, I'm going to go out, and I, I'll be back. And I said, no, take your stuff. You're gone. My husband didn't know I was doing this. And oh. that, yeah. He had been ill for nine months. So then he went around our town and told everybody that I threw him out because he was cancer-free. <laughs> well, yeah, that's but part of the disease. You don't too. respond to things. They just want to shift the blame. Yeah, they just right. want to shift the blame. Right, right. But I, I don't play that game. Quit playing the game. 
Right. You have to yeah. get out of that vicious, vicious cycle. Um, detachment, it's it could seem like giving up. What's that? It's I'm sorry. Crisis. So every time there's a crisis and then mom or somebody rescues and, and kind of tries to put things back to normal or homeostasis or whatever, and then um, everything calms down for a little while, and then the mm-hmm. next crisis happens and it's even bigger. And so right. until, yeah, until mom's, I I think that, I'm so on fire to show moms if if you want them to get to the finish line of recovery sooner, the mm-hmm. most important thing to do is to let them suffer the consequences because if we don't change, they don't change. And if we keep playing our same roles and mm-hmm. rescuing or sympathizing or saying because oftentimes or getting angry and then what for me especially – Anger would always turn to pity. I would just feel so sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah, that doesn't serve him well, right? Because then you're like, no. okay, so pr- promise me X, Y, Z. Okay, Mom, yeah, I'll promise you X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Hello. No, because the next time the crisis is going to be bigger and worse. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they're bargaining with you. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and I don't know about you. But then I fall for it. Then I get angry. Oh, yeah. But I was angry at myself. Right. Oh, totally. Because I once again fell for this line and I knew better. I knew better. But I wanted to believe him. They are master manipulators. He came... He found me up in t- uptown. He literally came on my job, and he goes, well, I have nowhere to live. I can't stay here. And I went, sorry. Well, can I have some money? No. But you know what? If you want to go get yourself something to drink and you want to get a snack, I'll be happy to buy that. But, no, I'm not giving you any money. Right. Not happening. Yeah. Well, can you call so-and-so? No. I can't, and I'm not going to. This is the choice you made. You chose to do this. You were clean. You were now went through this whole cancer bit. You chose to stick that needle in your arm, and then you bragged about it. Does did he have did he have a recovery option? I mean, did he? Were you? This is this is where you need to be. Did you? And we had that? a plan because when. I mean, we already knew, you know, he'd been an addict. Well, he was clean because he was in prison for drugs. And I'm talking big boy prison. And um, he was in so much pain. But it's the first time I had literally seen my son in years. And that was my son. So that's why this last time has been so hard. Um And the oncologist, because, I mean, it was his liver, it was his spine, his stomach, kidneys, it was hitting his brain. It was awful. They had to put him on narcotics. So we knew right there, the second he took them, that was it. Well, of course, after a time, that's not that the narcotics aren't going to help anything. So off he goes. Yeah. He's going to go, that was his excuse. And we had an exit plan. Yes, we had a plan. 
he point blank, because I gave him right before I, I told him he had to leave, I said, you have two choices. I'm either going to take you over here to the Christian Center. They're waiting for you. They have a great program. Oh, God. You're going to rehab or you're out. He took his bag and he left. Yeah. And called me everything but beautiful. Yeah. In the meantime, I collapsed on the floor sobbing. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh sure. Oh, I yeah. I can't can't imagine. Yeah, and my husband came running. (laughs) Oh sure. Yeah. You know how hard it is. It's terrible. Um, They don't care. They're very self-absorbed. They're very self-focused. So, mom, we need to remember that because I don't know about you, Michelle, but when I look at my son. I don't see a 38-year-old man. No. I see that nine-month-old baby. Yeah. Well, and they get stuck in their emotional age, or regressed emotional age of when mm-hmm. they first started using. And right. it's hard for a lot of moms, me included, to not treat them um, like they're younger, like even though... Yeah, mm-hmm. they are adults. Well, uh, so it, it, how, how, weren't your kids you... rebellious? I, I mean, think about it. Our kids were rebellious. And the addicts are in rebellion as well. The more that we try to push them and plead and beg with them to go get help, the more rebellious they become. Yeah, and it, for me, the hard part is separating that from the disease because correct when my when my son was was like that, he wasn't him. It was like he was possessed by the devil and some other. Well, thing. technically, um, he is. Uh, right, and Tec- that's the way I I had to look at it, and so yeah, I was like, it's a demon. Can we just, can we just perform an exorcism or something here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just Jesus. No, I, I know what you're saying. But, yeah. Uh, but it's like, is my son somewhere in there? Because I can't see him anymore. Would you tell him to come right. home sometime soon? And I, right. I laugh about it. Yeah, I think sometimes my, I laugh because it's so uncomfortable. And it must be that mm-hmm. that's my way of coping. But moms who are listening, I'm sorry if I've offended you by kind of right. laughing about it. It's not funny. It really isn't. Um, well, I have the same coping mechanism you do. I laugh. laugh if I yeah, I have to. It's, I need, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to laugh or I'm going to cry. And if I cry, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think every mother out there can understand that. And, and I agree with you. I mean, no offense to anyone. There's no finger pointing at all. I'm just trying to explain in the best way that I can how I get through this. Because I know. I already know what's going to happen. And every time I see one of the police officers drive up our driveway, my heart literally stops. Sure. So how long has it been since he left your home? Two years. Okay. Two years. He must have somebody who's rescuing him again in his life. Do you think 
that he has a different rescuer now? Well, he and his girlfriend, they feed off of each other. Um, as far as their personal life, I, you know, because I did detach, okay, I, I had yeah. to. I know where they live, but I didn't know that until I had to take the baby for visitation. And I went kicking and screaming, trust me. Um, oh, I can't imagine. Oh, oh, yeah. But we're down to two afternoons, and it's getting ready to get one day. And I'm talking two hours each time. It's been cut back and cut back and cut back and cut back. And it's going to end very quickly. Um, sure. Because I don't think that's good for the kids. Right. It's just not good. No. No. Especially for an infant. Yeah. And uh, I had you have to... to leave? You have to, can you stay there or do you have to leave? No, no. There was a social worker. He has two half-brothers by his okay. mother. So uh-huh. those days I would take him to his visitation, like now, because she has to go in a different direction. And okay. their father is going to get full custody of them, so their visits are getting ready to end. Um, and like I told the social worker, I would just soon his visits end as well. You know, sure. quit putting us all through this because it, we already know what what's going to happen. There's they're going to be terminating point blank. Not one clean drug screen, not one. Yeah. Uh, so you have you, you harbor the hope, but you also there's a reality to that. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I would rather think realistically and then have them fool me. I want them sure. to fool me. I want them. We continue to pray for them, even when we adopt this sweet darling little boy of ours. Uh I want nothing more than for both of them to get clean and get their lives together. Can it be done? Absolutely. But they have to want it to be done. We can't want it enough for them. That is exactly true. Yep. yep. Well, thank you. And uh, we detach because when we detach from them, we are no longer assuming the responsibility for their actions. You didn't cause it. Yeah, can't cure it. And you sure can't control it. No. Right. So important. Yes. So important. Well, thank you so much for giving us time today. Nathaniel must have fallen asleep. (laughs) Maybe not. He's actually Um, laying sideways in his high chair making faces at me. (laughs) (laughs) He really is cute, Michelle. He's yeah, he's I'm, a little showman, let me tell you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm sure parenting, parenting this time around, it's so different, isn't it? Wow. You just, you don't get your panties in a ruffle about a lot of things, but um, there are other things that are super important yeah. that maybe you have time for when we were younger, but um, it's... Yeah, yeah. Detaching, even in recovery, ours have been in recovery for over a year now, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and 
I will still, we will still just wait for, to hear from them because mm-hmm. for, for so long they've been egotistical, uh, egocentric, I should say, where, you know, very self-centered. It's a part of the disease, whereas slowly mm-hmm. but surely we'll hear things like, hey, how's your pickle go? pickleball game doing or how are you doing and we're like right. wait what <laughs> so, right. so it's, well it's you're still- aware that these drugs re reformat their brain yes. you do know that it, well, and it makes them not have an ability it just kind of reformats their brain and especially if you're dealing with meth look, look what right. they make meth out of Okay, so no, their brain is not going to function like yours and mine. And they don't have the ability to make the decision. They just don't. And I have a mom in early dementia, and I know it's very different, but both are brain types of diseases, if you will. And Mm -hmm. I do, there's no reasoning with her. You just redirect, right? And so, yes. it's it's kind of it's different, but um, it just reminds me a lot of of the similar <clears throat> symptoms. Um, in that you just can't reason, just in that one area, you just can't reason with them. So no. they, and and, you, and you would, go ahead. Right, you can't, and you have to, like you said, redirect. It's just like it's just like the small children. When they throw a temper tantrum, they're not doing it because, you know, they're frustrated. They don't know how to communicate with us. And it's very, very frustrating for them. So how are we going to get them to stop? Well, we're not going to tell them, you know, you stop that. I'm going to give you something to cry about. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're screaming now. So I'm going to go ahead and powder you and you're going to scream even more. I mean, how much sense does that make? I'm going to redirect him. Or and two, when you're done, let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he decided to throw his little temper tantrum the other night. My husband and I both sat on the floor and we screamed with him. And the next thing I know is my husband and I are sitting there and we're screaming with him and carrying on. He busted out in a big old belly laugh. <laughs> okay. So then he'd scream again and we'd scream with him and he'd belly laugh. So it just, you know, and that was redirecting him completely. And whatever he wanted, he completely forgot about it because his two fools of parents were on the floor having a temper tantrum with him. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. If you felt like my kind of person, we'd have a ball, wouldn't we? (laughs) Oh, we'd have a blast. Where where are you? (laughs) We'll have to get together. Yes, we will. We will. Oh yeah, because I'm not. I don't think I'm that far from you. I'm in uh, North Central Indiana. Okay. Most of the time. Yeah. So, well, I've been the up there. You're out of Warsaw, right? Uh, yes. So. Okay. Yeah. We used to we used to go to Warsaw all the time on our bikes, so you aren't that far. And uh, oh. get together with kids. Oh, what a blast! What yeah, a blast would... we'd have. <laughs> well, what do you think? You and all the other moms may be listening on this call. I want, I do want to have like some kind of a mom self care blast, you know, where we just 
um, do fun stuff for ourselves and and <laughs> have support for each other or something. I don't know what that is yet. I just pray about it and um, you know when it's meant to be and I'll I'll work on that and um, maybe we'll we'll get to connect with a lot of moms on the page. So that would be awesome. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for taking time today. I know your time is so precious with everything you have going on. Um, I'm going to pray for you and your son. And thank you. That uh, you know, there's there's always hope. There's, um, mm-hmm. I, I hope. Yeah, I I I just pray that. Um, it sounds like you and your husband are such good people that he will come back to understanding that with God all things are possible and that he has a road to recovery if he'll just connect with his higher power of God and exactly. let him let him um, be his guide on this so tough journey. So thank you, and thank you, moms, for listening in. If you want to join our support group, our Facebook page is Moms Letting Go. And uh, if you want to download the book, just go to momslettinggo.com. And if this podcast has helped you any, give me a review and um, listen in as I continue to interview more moms and how they are coping with their addicted loved ones on this journey.